Today's episode is brought to you by Mazars. Sound Cartel. From Sound Cartel, I'm Nicole Goodman, and this is Business Essentials Daily. There's been an uptick in the numbers of people calling in sick around the country compared to previous years. Westpac, for instance, revealed that more than 600,000 hours were lost due to sickness in December, an increase of 86,000 hours. COVID still lingers and there are genuine reasons why people can't come to work, be it illness, emergencies and the like. But there's no doubt some employees are chucking a sickie because the weather's nice, it extends an already long weekend, or they just don't feel like working. So, as a boss, how do you know if someone's legitimately unwell? For answers, we turn to Karen Gately, founder and CEO of workplace consultancy Corporate Dojo. Chris Ashmore asks Karen what the rules and obligations are for both employer and employee around paid sick leave. Well, I think the logical starting point is that we're being honest about it. You know, if it's genuine sick leave, then that's something that absolutely makes sense for people to tap into. Different employers have different policies and therefore have different requirements. But one of the things I would say that people often don't appreciate is the need to actually reach out in person. You know, I think one of the mistakes we make is sending the text through and just taking the day, whereas I think it's a matter of courtesy to call our boss, let them know that we won't be in, give them some sort of indication when we believe we may be able to be back on board. And from an employer's perspective, I think we need to start with a position of respect that people are entirely better off caring for their own well-being, and if they genuinely need sick leave, then then that's what they need to do. Absolutely. Now, people are still getting COVID, and that's obviously uh, contributed to employees taking sick days, but I suppose even getting a cold, we're more cognizant of spreading germs around the office. Would that be right, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think in times gone by, you know, pre-COVID, there was a little bit of a badge of honour around soldiering on you know, so even if I'm unwell, I'm just going to dig deep and head into the office. Whereas COVID obviously created a situation where the people around us don't actually appreciate that. So, you know, I think that people are more mindful that if I take this germ into the office, it's a disservice to my colleagues. Well, there's other people though as well who perhaps are taking a day off because they claimed that they're sick, but they're may not necessarily be sick. If that happens, if you suspect an employee is not actually sick, what do you do? I think the starting position is trust. So you need to question why am I doubtful about that? In the majority of cases, if I'm doubtful, there's probably other indications around commitment and engagement. And if that's the real issue, then we need to be engaging in honest conversations with people about, you know, their, their choices and their reliability. I think, you know, again, we can have policies in place that require people to provide medical certificates and, you know, if you like, a layer of proof around the need for the time off. But I think the most powerful part is having honest conversations with people. I think if it's a, a once-off, you know, this is somebody who is typically really committed and and hardworking, for whatever reason you suspect that actually they're not sick, then tread carefully. 
you may not know everything that's going on. So, for example, it may be a mental health reason why they need to take that sick leave and therefore it may not be visible to you. So don't assume that just because the day before they seemed perfectly fine that they can't be sick today. So, you know, again, reserve judgment, but if you do believe you've got evidence around there being an issue, then engaging in a compassionate, honest conversation is the starting point. Well, there's those um, long weekends that we get from time to time, although they're quite regular, really, and it's an opportunity for some employees, I think, to extend that long weekend with a sick day. And uh, this year, Australia Day fell on a Thursday, so there were a few Fridays taken off as well around the country. Should bosses put their foot down on this kind of behaviour or just let it slide? Well, I think it's always important to have accountability, right, around people's choices. So I certainly wouldn't say just let it slide. But I would say that this is one of those things that HR people or leaders look for in the, the data. You know, how often are people off work on the day either side of a, a public holiday is one of those indications that, as I say, employers will look for. Therefore, some employers will actually have policies in place that if you have two days off, we need a sick leave certificate, unless, of course, that day is, you know, one, a single day, sorry, is either side of the public holiday. So they kind of just put it out there that we understand that this is a temptation <laughs> that people have and put those controls in place that people at least have a level of accountability to prove that need for the time off. But again, if that is a routine, you know, if you can see that, that every time it's a public holiday, an individual is taking that additional leave and calling it sick leave, then again, that's a time for an honest conversation around the fact that I can see this pattern and, you know, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt. I want to trust that you're taking the leave for legitimate reasons, but it's not lost on us that there is this pattern. Is there something behind that that we should understand? Mm -hmm. Well, that aside, what can you do if an employee does get sick a lot? Is it an indicator of something else that perhaps is happening? Like perhaps they don't like their job or they're not engaged at work? Absolutely, it can be that. You know, obviously people can have all sorts of health issues, again, that we may not be fully informed around or understand. So, again, we need to start respectfully and engage in the conversation. You know, we have observed that you are taking a lot of time off. Is there something we need to understand? Are there ways in which we can actually support you? And it's only when you're armed with that honest insight that you can really determine, well, what's the right strategy? Because there is a big difference between somebody just taking the time off because they can't be bothered or they don't have the energy. If that's the case, then absolutely, there's probably an engagement issue. So I think one of the mistakes we make is assuming or making a judgment call that because there's this pattern, this person must be dodgy, you know, they must be dishonest or unethical, but there can absolutely be other things going on. Now that may be physical health issues. It may be mental health issues. It could be stress related, you know, so I think from an employer's perspective, we do need to understand whether or not there are factors within the workplace that are contributing to that and doing what we can do to make sure that people aren't being adversely impacted in terms of their well-being through the workplace. So if somebody does have an ongoing medical issue and that's legitimate, then, you know, again, we need to work with them in terms of being able to, for example, bring someone's employment to an end because of 
ill health. That's a very difficult path to travel down because we need to obviously make sure we're staying firmly within the lines of the law around people's right to take that sick leave. But ultimately, the reality that you're facing is this person is unable to meet the obligations of the job because of their health and well-being, then once you've had plenty of honest conversations, you've provided all the support, you can get to a point where it's unfair to the employer to continue to support that person through it. Again, my strong advice would be seek good legal advice around that before you go down that path. And I'm certainly, I'm not a lawyer, so you know, please don't quote me on this, but in my experience, you would need to have had somebody who's had three months off in a 12-month period as a minimum before you're even within the ballpark of being able to make that decision. So again, you're entirely better off engaging honestly with this person, providing the support you can and negotiating the way forward so that they are reliable and consistently at work. That was Karen Gately. CEO of Corporate Dojo. This episode of Business Essentials Daily is produced by the team at Sound Cartel. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Goodman. We'll bring you more B Daily tomorrow. Follow at BE Daily Podcast across social media and head to bedaily.com.au for more from the Business Essentials Daily Podcast. This episode was brought to you by Mazars. To find out more, visit mazars.com.au. That's M A Z A R S.com.au.